0: It's Thursday, January 18th, 2024, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. The business opportunity for IT services in guiding companies in AI integration and overcoming those planning hurdles. 2024, a pivotal year for the AI industry amidst global copyright law challenges per Politico. And remote work, the lasting economic legacy of the pandemic with 20 to 25% of US workers at home. This is the Business of Tech. With as many breaches and security concerns as I report in this show, it should be obvious that cybersecurity is not just about technology, but also the human expertise needed to interpret and respond to complex threats. Huntress is focused on elevating SMBs and MSPs around the world. Huntress has a suite of fully managed cybersecurity solutions powered by a 24x7 human-led SOC dedicated to continuous monitoring, expert investigation and rapid response and the proof is the execution huntress is the number one rated edr for smbs on g2 want to know more about the platform visit huntress.com slash mspradio to learn more According to Gartner, AI investment is still in the planning stage through 2024, with real customer deployments not expected until next year. The increase in IT spending caused by AI investment is projected to be only 0.005%. Vendors are introducing AI to solve existing problems more effectively and efficiently. Software spending is expected to lead IT spending growth in 2024, Followed by IT services and devices. And I spotted two data points covered in IT Pro. Most CEOs believe it will take at least two years for generative AI to deliver tangible business benefits. While companies are increasing their AI spending and ranking AI as a top three tech priority, CEOs express dissatisfaction with progress due to talent and skills shortages, unclear roadmaps, and investment priorities. Only 6% of companies have trained more than 25% of their staff on generative AI, and nearly half need guidance or restrictions. However, organizations investing over $50 million in AI are more likely to anticipate cost savings. A separate report shows that one-third of CEOs have adopted generative AI, expecting improved product quality and the need for a workforce upskilling. Job losses are expected, but companies are urged to manage tensions between short-term losses and long-term job creation potential. A study conducted by researchers at Amazon Web Services AI Lab has found that a significant amount of Internet content, particularly in languages spoken in Africa and the Global South, is poorly machine translated. Over half of the sentences on the web have been translated into multiple languages, leading to increasingly worse quality translations. This raises concerns about the training of large language models and highlights the impact of human bias in machine translation. The study emphasizes caution when consuming web content as a machine may have generated it. Why do we care? We are rocketing through the Gartner hype cycle. AI investment, predominantly in the planning stage through this year, suggests that businesses are still exploring the best ways to implement AI effectively. It indicates a market opportunity for IT services companies to provide consultancy and planning services for AI integration into business operations. The work itself may not happen in 2024. The degradation of the web points to the importance of human oversight in AI deployments, especially in global contexts where language and cultural nuances are critical. IT service providers should emphasize the role of human expertise in complementing AI technologies. This is all good news. This isn't easy, and it requires expertise. According to a report by the Pop Vox Foundation, Congress is ahead of some of its counterparts in using generative AI tools to support the legislative process. The House of Representatives has created an AI working group and requested internal teams to catalog AI uses. While the Senate has also established a working group, experimentation with generative AI is not as advanced. AI use in Congress has focused on tasks like writing remarks, delivering speeches, and drafting legislation. The report suggests that AI could help reduce the workload of congressional staffers by assisting with policy research and constituent outreach. The relationship between generative AI and copyright laws could shape the global AI industry, per reporting in Politico. Court cases and the interest of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office have led to speculation that 2024 will be a critical year for the industry. Different copyright laws in different countries could lead to geographic reshuffling of AI development. Japan potentially benefits from its laws that permit AI models to train on copyrighted material without obtaining a license. Legislation is being proposed to require AI companies to disclose their training data sources to ensure copyright compliance. The outcome of court cases and potential government intervention remains uncertain and the uneven global landscape adds further complications. And I also wanted to highlight a piece in The Verge. Certification programs are being offered to AI companies to demonstrate that their models do not violate copyright. Fairly Trained, founded by a former vice president of Stability AI, awards the Licensed Model Certification to companies that use licensed data for training. The program has already certified nine generative AI companies. Why do we care? AI will not be unregulated. I expect that existing laws will be interpreted with the help of technology. Copyright and consumer protection will be the two leveraged areas of law applied. Prepare for increased scrutiny by enhancing transparency in the AI development processes, particularly in data sourcing and training methods. For providers, watch for certifications for AI models to demonstrate commitment to ethical and legal compliance or even further, demand that from vendors. According to a survey by the Conference Board, only six out of 158 U.S. CEOs plan to bring workers back to the office full-time in 2024. Hybrid work arrangements are becoming the norm, with 27% of CEOs prioritizing maintaining hybrid work. The pandemic has made remote work the most persistent economic legacy, with 20 to 25 percent of U.S. workers working from home at least part of the week. And according to the Harvard Business Review, remote work opportunities are disproportionately available to higher paid roles, those with more experience in education and full-time workers. The divide in opportunities to work from home is larger in 2023 compared to 2019. From the article, quote, First, remote work opportunities are rare in jobs with annual pay around $30,000. These jobs cover roughly the bottom quartile of the earnings distribution. As we move up the earnings scales, the share of job ads offering hybrid or fully remote work gradually rises. As of 2023, the share is about 10% of jobs that pay $60,000, 20% of those that pay $100,000, and above 30% for jobs that pay around $200,000. Equally striking is the fact that work-from-home opportunities rise much more sharply with pay in 2023 than in 2019. The link between salary and ability to work from home is a new phenomenon. End quote. Why do we care? Do you ever really know when the final nail in the coffin is? Not really. But it does seem that business leaders have other priorities now that don't include forcing workers back full-time. The debate isn't over whether or not remote work is real, the opportunity is to embrace the arrangement and find ways to collaborate effectively and often asynchronously while protecting the data. We continue to care because most organizations still need to improve at this. Still emailing documents around or having discussion threads in email? The organization needs to leverage their tools better, and that's most organizations offer consultancy and training services to help businesses adapt to hybrid work models. This includes training on best practices for remote work, cybersecurity in a remote environment, and effective use of collaboration tools. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Thanks for listening. Today is get-to-know-your-customer day, which, to be fair, should be every day. Got a comment, a question, a thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube or reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on this show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of the Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.